Turn to Proverbs chapter 8. You can go ahead and stand. Proverbs chapter 8. <clears throat> it has been a little bit since I've been up here um, to preach. And I just wanted to tell you all thank you very much for your patience. Um, for me and the, the voice issues I've had and all those things, um, I know it's, it's um, weird, sometimes awkward, but uh, we're getting through it. And um, there's some things that have gotten better, some things that have gotten worse. And speaking like this I definitely hasn't necessarily gotten better. And so whatever comes out tonight, um, just be patient with me again. And I would appreciate that. Um, but anyways, just wanted to thank you all for being a patient church and have a patient pastor. And so we're thankful, thankful for it. Okay, Proverbs chapter 8. Uh, many times in Proverbs, Solomon uses personification to describe wisdom. And that's what he does here. And this time, wisdom takes on the personality of Jesus Christ. And so let's read in, in verse 22 of Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth. That word compass there, um, as I was studying, I, I noticed it, it means circle or, or a sphere. Basically what that means is, is that God is telling us right here in his word that the earth is around. It's a circle. It's a sphere. And so I'm sorry for all you flat earthers out there. Um, but if you think the Bible's not relevant to today, it is. And um, there, there is science in the Bible. And so there's actually a lot of it here. We won't, we won't get into that. I just thought I'd point that out there. Okay, verse 28. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains <clears throat> of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction, and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Let's pray. God, we're thankful for the day and thankful just to be in, in your house and to be with people of, of like mind. And I'm just thankful for my church family and thankful for the encouragements they are to me. And just thankful for the encouraging service you already gave us. And I, I pray that you will uh, help me as I preach tonight. I pray that you will speak through me. I pray you will calm my nerves and, and strengthen my voice. And I, I pray that um, you will convict hearts as you've convicted me. And just give us a, a great time in your house, great fellowship, but even more, just um, help us to get exactly what you want from us, uh, for us, from your word. It's in your name I pray, amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> All right, let's say that you have made a decision 
to change your health in some pretty significant ways. You have done away with sugar, and now instead of sugar, you use monk fruit sweetener. That stuff's awful. I've tried it. Don't try it. It's not good. All right, you are now vegan, and you've cut out all carbs. You, you won't have dairy. You, you don't have bread. You're on a strict calorie deficit. You, you obviously have, have, cut, have cut out um, all pop, energy drinks, coffee, tea, sweet tea. That's the only kind of tea there is. Um, lemonade, Gatorade, no Starbucks, no scooters, all of it. It's all gone. It's all water all the time and nothing else. You, you work out three times a day. You, you even decide to wear ankle weights while you're sitting so you can burn calories in church. Okay, Your life is going to be a picture of health. And I mean, in misery, but, but it's, it's going to be health, okay? That's the decision that you've made. I, I would not make it, but that's your decision. But in order to maintain this, you, you need some help, and you need a health coach. And someone that you can call or, or have drop by 24-7, 365, even when you're tempted by the smell of Texas Roadhouse, you can call that coach and they can come running, pull you away, get you away from the bread. That's really the most tempting part. And just start, put, put an IV of monk fruit sweetener into your arm. Okay, so that, that's the kind of health coach you're going to need if you want to maintain this kind of diet. So now come, comes the time to pick your coach. You, you go to the health coach store, and I, I'm assuming that's a thing. And the, the manager says, okay, I, I've got a couple guys left. Um, let me go get them. So out comes Coach Steve. Okay, Coach Steve looks like all he does is pump iron and eat protein. He looks just like Brother Jacob. Um, <laughs> not true. Not true. In fact, actually, man, I should have said Brother Chad. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to get Brother Chad back here in a minute. Okay, he, he, he has to put down a, a 50-pound dumbbell just to shake your hand. And he, he promises you that you're, you're going to have 5% body fat in three months if you'll just stick to his plan. Okay? Then comes out Coach Chad. No, no, I'm kidding. Then comes out Coach Bubba. Okay? Bubba comes out, and he looks like the nicest guy you've ever met. And in his left hand is a Carmelicious blender from Scooters. I, if you want to get me a Carmelicious blender, bring it on. Um, if you have to take away my man card, I'll t take it away. That stuff is very good, actually. Um, but in his right hand is a little Caesars pepperoni pizza box. And as he goes to shake your hand, he gives you uh, uh, his business card and a, a slice of pizza. Okay, so you have Coach Steve, you have Coach Bubba. Now, Bubba may be fun in, in the moment, but in the end, if you take lifelong tips from him, you're not going to have much of a life to enjoy. I'll, I'll just be honest. Coach Steve may be intense, um, but he will be the kind of coach that will help you every step of the way in order to reach your goal. It, it's then you are, are met with a decision to choose. Okay, am I, am I going to choose Coach Bubba or am I, or am I going to choose Coach Steve? One that will help you reach your goal of a healthy life. The other will, will keep you from it. Here in our text, we're, we're faced with a, a similar decision, not about your health, but about the way that, that you're going to live and with what wisdom you're, you're going to live by. There's a coach and there's a guide that, that wants to help you go down the right path, 
But there's also a, a coach that will lead you down a detrimental path, uh, a path of destruction and, and regret. I know that the last few times I, I preached, if, if you remember those, um, I have preached out of Proverbs and especially preached on the need for wisdom. And I know especially for the teens, because this is where, where we're at in Sunday school, it can get old, um, even, even for those that have been saved for a long time, it's easy to, to think that we, we've got all this stuff down, we've, we've got the basic stuff down, but just as soon as we think that, that we've got life handled on our own, or, or thinking that we, we know a thing or two, we, we start trying to live in our own wisdom and make our own decisions, living on, on our own terms, we, we start to make some mistakes, and life can get pretty ugly. We, we, we think, man, okay, why, why, did I, why did I talk that way to my spouse? Why did I send that, send that text? Why did I talk back to my parents? Why, why did I look at that? Why did I lose my cool? Why did I say that? Why did I doubt God again? And we find ourselves making these mistakes and finding ourselves needing to go back and get God's wisdom because our own wisdom has failed us so many times. And yes, it's, it's basic, it's repetitive, but this is absolutely essential. We cannot trust our own wisdom, we cannot trust our own devices because we aren't trustworthy. As it says in, in, in chapter 14 of Proverbs, our way leads to death and, and destruction. It starts and, and ends with us. But God's wisdom is, is completely different. In these verses, it's almost as if God is, is giving his credentials as, as your life coach. He, he is um, giving, giving reasons as to why he should, be, he should be your coach, your life coach, why you should trust his wisdom. And the, the whole main point of these verses is that God used wisdom to, to create this world. Wisdom preceded creation. Verse 22 and 23 said, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. Before his works of old, I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. Again, this is wisdom talking here. So before any of this was here, before we had this earth, God's, God's wisdom was here. God had to have wisdom to, to know what to create, how to create. That, it, it's one of those things that we don't necessarily comprehend um, and we, we don't necessarily understand it, but we, we don't have to understand it to, to be amazed by it. Just from these verses, God is proving to us that his wisdom is sufficient for us. It was sufficient for creation, and it's sufficient for us. So, verse 23, it says, I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning or ever the earth was. Before the earth, wisdom was, was there. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before water was here, wisdom was here. Verse 25, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. Before the mountains were formed, wisdom was here. Before the rolling hills of, of South Dakota were created, wisdom was here. Verse 26, while as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. Before dust, before pollen, before allergies were here, wisdom was here. Verse 27, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, before space, before boundaries and climates and weather patterns, wisdom, wisdom was here. 
Verse 28, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, before clouds, before rain, before oceans, the wisdom, wisdom was here. Verse 29, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, before the oceans, before the earth had their boundaries, wisdom, wisdom was here. Verse 30, then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. God delighted in wisdom and used wisdom all throughout creation. Verse 31, rejoicing in the... Ha Rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. So we just went through a lot of creation, mo most of creation there. And as incredible as, as all of this creation is, is as incredible as all the, the national parks, going to Colorado, all the things that we saw there, the things that we even have here in South Dakota, all those things are amazing, right? Creation is, is amazing, and, and how it all works is astonishing but as amazing as all of that is the work that that God put into our world God's desire is that we have wisdom it says in my delights were with the sons of men he takes pleasure in us receiving wisdom and using wisdom out of all of those things he delights in in us having wisdom so if the very source of wisdom gets his pleasure from us how foolish would we be to walk down a different path and choose our own wisdom? And be very, very, very foolish. Verse 32 says, Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my, keep my ways. What he's saying is, now that you understand that wisdom created all this, now you know that, that God used wisdom in creating this world, this earth, Choose wisdom. Choose God's way. How, how foolish are we to choose a, a different wisdom than the one that created the world? It, it doesn't make sense. After reading those verses, you, you would think it, it's so obvious. We should, live by, we should live by God's design. We should live by God's wisdom. We should choose wisdom every time because he, he created us with it. He, he created everything that we enjoy, everything that we have. He created that with wisdom. But many of us will, will wake up tomorrow and, and not give one thought to reading God's word. God's wisdom was, was enough to create the stars, but it's, it's not sufficient for the, the financial struggle that, that you're facing. God's wisdom created life, animals, humans, from absolutely nothing. And yet we struggle to trust that, that he knows what's best for, for us and our, and our families. It's no wonder we, we struggle with fear, with anxiety, and, and worry, because we're, we're trying to rely on ourselves and the wisdom that, that we have to get through the trials of life when we have wisdom that created the world at our disposal. Why would we choose something so inferior? How can you live without wisdom? You can't. Why, why choose anything other than God's wisdom? If we choose God's way, if we choose his wisdom, his word, to, to um, plan our life out, to follow after, then, then you have the blessing of the Lord on your life. Choosing, choosing to go a different direction than wisdom is like saying, yeah, I, I hate being blessed. I hate blessings. And, and in fact, I, I want to be troubled. That, that's, that's basically what, what we say when we, when we reject wisdom. 
Verse 33 says, hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. God, God is begging us to, to, to pay attention, to listen to wisdom, to hear what he has to say, to be wise, not to refuse it. It, it isn't always easy to hear God's wisdom, especially when it's corrective, when it is instruction. It isn't always easy when, when pastor or someone else from the pulpit confronts us about our sin. It's not fun. But we will be wise if we hear and apply it. It, it isn't enough just to, just to hear instruction. You, you have to accept it. You have to apply it to your life. Like pastors preached before, the, the final amen is just a starting line. You, you choosing God's wisdom and his way doesn't just end with hearing preaching or, or reading God's word. It begins with hearing and reading, and it's carried out when you accept it and apply it. So you, you have to hear God's word, and, and then you can be wise, but you, you can't refuse it. You have to apply it. Verse 34, blessed is, blessed, blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Again, this is, this is wisdom talking. So what, what's so key about this is wisdom is saying to, to be at the gate, receiving wisdom daily. That, that means that, that you don't just need, need God's wisdom on, on a Sunday or a Wednesday. You need it every single day. You, you wouldn't just drink water on, on a Sunday and, and then Monday through Saturday say, yeah, I, I'm good. I, I've had my fill for the week. Dr. Pepper's and Banks from here on out. That, that's not going to work. And, and you, you are probably going to have a heart attack if that happens. That, that doesn't work. But many times that's what we settle for in our spiritual life. We come and, and we receive God's wisdom on, on Sunday morning, in Sunday school, Sunday morning service, Sunday night, Wednesday night. But every other day, we, we aren't taking in the, the spiritual nourishment that we need in our lives. You need wisdom when, when you wake up. You need wisdom when you're driving around with all these crazy drivers, and especially teenagers driving at 14. I think it's crazy. Um, you, you, need, you need wisdom dealing, dealing with your kids. Kids, you need wisdom to, to respond, respond right to your parents. We need wisdom for everything that we are going to face in, in the day. So if we need wisdom like that in, in all of those situations, that means that, that we need to be diligent about getting wisdom every single day. That means when, when, you, do, when, you, uh, when you do read your Bible, that you're not just checking it off. You're not just checking off a list. You're, you're watching and waiting, paying close attention and being diligent to receive God's wisdom that you need for the day. And, and on Sunday and, and Wednesday, when wisdom is given from the pulpit, from Sunday school or, or here in the pulpit through the preaching, that means you, you have a responsibility to, to be observant, sitting up, paying attention, doing everything you can to get wisdom from the Lord. Well, why? Why, why should, we, why should we, we be so attentive? Because we, we receive God's favor and his blessing on our life when we apply God's wisdom. Look at verse 35. For whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Those who find wisdom find life, satisfaction, contentment. Jesus Christ said himself that I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God wants you to, to have life and to have an abundant life. 
but it can only be found when we choose God's way and apply his wisdom to our life. Not only do, do you have life when you search for wisdom, you, you find God's favor. God is on your side. God is a, a blessing to you when you actively apply his wisdom. But what, what if you don't search for wisdom? What, what, if you, what if you don't apply wisdom? Look at verse 36. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that, that hate me love death. Sin, sin is simply anything that, that, that misses God's mark. Anything that, that, that misses God's standard for, for our life. Sin is a result of us choosing our, our own wisdom. Trusting our way in, in, in certain situations instead of God's wisdom and God's way. And as a result of that, we, we wrong our own soul. We bring consequences to our lives because of our actions. Life is already hard enough with, with the different circumstances that we have to face. Sickness, lost loved ones, financial hardships, all of those things. So why, why would we make it harder on ourselves by bringing the consequences of sin on top of that? Circumstances are one thing. Consequences we, we can control. Hate, when it says, when it says that they, uh, they that hate me love death, hate means to reject. It, it, it means to, to reject wisdom. Those who reject wisdom, meaning those who say, yeah, okay, um, pastor, I, I, I know what you're saying. Okay, Sunday school teacher, I, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I've heard this before. I don't really need this. Uh, okay, I, I can sleep in. I, I don't really need to read my Bible. I, I've read this part before. I can, I can skip over. It's not that big of a deal. Or, or maybe you just are the one that just turns your brain off immediately when, when a lesson is taught or, or a message is preached. Those who reject wisdom, who, who don't listen to wisdom, love, love death. And I, I would just find that to mean that you, you are fine with ne- never advancing in, in your relationship with, with the Lord. You are fine settling in, in your Christian life, maybe drifting off from church one day. You reject wisdom, so, so there you are embracing a, a slow death to your, your spiritual life, which in turn means a life that eternally doesn't really add up to, to anything. It's a, it's a wasted life. So let me ask you, are, are you living by God's wisdom or are you living by, by your own wisdom? God wants you to have wisdom. He delights in you reading his word. He delights in you seeking him. So what's, what's, holding, what's holding you back? If God's wisdom was used to create everything that you see around you, everything that we enjoy, why are you still relying on your own wisdom to get you through that trial in your life? If it was good enough to create the world, why, why are you still relying on your own wisdom to, to get through the day? If you have the kind of wisdom that God used to create this earth, he promises you a blessed life with his favor if he does that, then we ought to do everything that we can to receive wisdom on a daily basis. We need to be in God's word. Don't, don't let sleepiness, laziness, a late night keep you from receiving wisdom from God's word that you desperately need to start your day. Don't let work or, or projects at home keep you from God's wisdom being preached or taught here at church. So don't, don't let those things keep you from being here. But when you're here, be engaged. When you're here, listen, listen to the preaching. Be faithful to Sunday school. And as Pastor said, that's a very, very important part of you growing spiritually is being in Sunday school. But again, you can't just hear and, and come and sit. 
you have to hear and apply it to be wise and to have that kind of wisdom. So because we, we, we all need wisdom, we all need, we all need wisdom, okay? Teens, you need wisdom to figure out what you're going to do after you graduate, to find someone who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. If you don't apply wisdom in that area, you could, you could ruin your life and make some awful decisions. Teens and, and adults alike, we need wisdom for what job you're going to take and, and how you're going to work at that job, how to be a, a light and witness at that job. You need wisdom on, on how to start and raise a godly family in this crazy world. You need wisdom to, to be the right kind of spouse. You need wisdom to have finances that would honor the Lord. You need wisdom on how to have a, a spirit and an attitude that would bring glory to God and, and that would honor the Lord when you are, well, anytime, but especially when, you, when you're around the lost and making sure that you are representing him in a way that would honor him. Those are all major areas of our lives. And what kind of, what kind of position are you going to be in if you do any of those things without God's wisdom. So many times, again, as pastor preached this summer to the teens, as we've heard here before as well, we spend so many of our days asking, what about me? In, in our relationship with our spouse, we ask, well, what, what about me? With your kids, you ask, what about me? Teens with your parents, well, what about me? And in just about every area of our life, we can get so focused on ourselves, ask, what about me? Instead, we need to ask, what about God? What does God want me to do in this situation? How can I respond in a way that would honor the Lord and glorify the Lord? We can't do anything in our own strength and expect it to go well. It, ends in, it always ends in death and destruction. It's like choosing Coach Bubba to get you in shape and live a healthy life. It, seem, it seems ridiculous. You wouldn't do that in, 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 um, in, a physical, in a physical way but many times we do that in a spiritual way. So, so which coach are you, are you going to choose for your life? Are you going to choose your own wisdom, the coach that, that has led and will lead to bad decisions, regrets, spiritual death and consequences? Or are you going to trust God's way and his wisdom? If he could create the world, sustain and maintain it, if he, if he created you, then you can trust that wisdom for your life. Let's stand. Well, maybe, maybe tonight you need to make a decision. You say, okay, I, I, need to, I need to engage more. When I'm reading my Bible, when I'm praying, when I'm here at church, I need to engage. I can't just hear. I, I need to apply it. Maybe, maybe you need to start asking what about God? Asking what God would want you to do in a certain situation, in a certain relationship. Whatever it is, if God is speaking to you about trusting his wisdom and his way and not your own, then come and make, make that decision tonight and then make a plan to put it into action this week. Let's pray. God, I'm, I'm again, just thankful to be in your house and thankful every time we get to open your word and hear from you. And I, I pray that you'll help each one of us to not think that, that we can live our life on our own and trusting in ourselves, not to be so prideful that we think that we know more than you who, who created this world with wisdom, who created us with wisdom, and then just to think that we can, we can live life on our own and make our own decisions. And I pray that you'll help us to, to surrender our pride and surrender our own will to you and to uh, start every day with wisdom and to allow you to direct our steps. 
And I pray you'll just be honored by our response to, to this truth. In Jesus' name, amen.